morning, everybody, and welcome to another Monday Morning Live with Nat. And next to me, I have got one of my authors, Susan Van Helgi, from currently 1am in Hungary. Yeah, can you <laughs> believe it? She's travelled to Mexico for a crypto conference, was it? Um, uh, wealth and Crypto. Yeah. Wealth and Crypto conference. Hung mm -hmm. out with Robert Kiyosaki and a couple <laughs> of her other um mentors that she she's like aspires to be like yeah and then she's going to see her son in hungary and doing her in-house quarantine at the moment but um it's interesting we've had a bit of a chat before i had a real chat so she's here with us this morning for half an hour to share about this world that i am not really um competent or have any much knowledge about it i've read a couple of little things but I still don't get it. So hopefully you'll shed a little bit of light uh, with me. And of course, today's topic is my romance with crypto because um, Susan wrote a book, guys, called um, Women in Crypto. Let me just share my screen and show you her cover. This is her book. Um, she currently could, she didn't have it with her uh, on hand. She was flying across the world and I didn't have it here in my Queensland house. <laughs> so we can share the screen, right? And this yeah. is the uh, book she wrote with us um, and uh, made it a number one bestseller. Actually, this is the version I haven't got the stamp on, so I'm sorry, but, uh, but it is an Amazon number one bestseller and it's about creating and growing your own damn wealth. <laughs> so I'm gonna stop sharing now. Good good evening, um, Susan, you're a little bit jet lagged. Yes, a little bit. I just arrived yesterday, yeah, but uh, I'm holding up pretty well. <laughs> I'll yeah. have a good sleep after. Awesome. Yeah, I was so curious to find out how you traveled around a couple of spots and obviously yeah. when you come back home you'll have to do the, the quarantine here as well but maybe you could write your next book in that quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. But the, you... the world with quarantine. Oh, yeah. I, know. I know and so many people do it I did it as well so um, you know if you want to get stuff done and go and be and find be around people who a key connections for you now right you hung out yeah. at dinner with some really amazing entrepreneurs so but here is your introduction you know because not only did she hang out with them but susan herself is a serial entrepreneur and she has run several multi-million dollar ventures during her varied career stemming from her commitment to excellence with a focus on projects that promote social good and conscious capitalism including sustainable design slow fashion organic food production property development in the last few years, the crypto space. So Susan's mission as the founder of Crypto Women Global is to educate 1 million women to learn how to safely navigate the crypto space and to fund women's projects around the world to help lift women and their communities out of poverty. So, wow, I'm so curious to learn so much from you. I've got my coffee. I'm not going to talk very much. I'm going to let you do the talking. So tell me about this. Obviously, it's very women-centric. Yes, what is it yes. you know about why women in crypto what what is it that you have found out about this space well when i first got into it seriously in 2015 i started going to crypto conferences and it really was obvious that there were no women around um you know like there would be two or three women besides me and it turned out there were waitresses uh, for the event and I would say, I'm literally the only woman out of 880 attendees like what is going on and yeah. so I started to look into it and networking events I would ask women have you heard about crypto you know why aren't you in it what's holding you back uh, you know I really went on some research 
And then about a year later, or maybe even less, I decided to found Crypto Women Global because the answers were always the same. Young, old, didn't matter. It was that it was, they were afraid it was too techy, was, would fly over their heads. Um, it was too male dominated, which that's true, but they're actually really lovely guys <laughs> that, are, that are in this space. Um, and, and that they would be laughed at or humiliated or that they would lose a lot of money. Um, so everybody had the same answers and I'd gone through some growing pains and some, you know, quite a steep learning curve. So I thought, well, I've made mistakes, I've learned from them, but I got through it. It's not really that difficult. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, if I could do it, I can help other people to do it. And because I'm so passionately convinced that it is the future of money um, and the future of society. And these new financial systems are being created as we speak now. It's like five years now, nearly six that I'm in this space. And women's voices are missing from the conversations, you know, like if we're talking about building future societies and systems, surely women must have a, a greater voice um, in the building of that. Wow. So that's what prompted me. Mm. And so how long was your uh, book sort of churning within you? I mean, obviously, you, this has been so rapid, like five or six. This is the sixth year since you started being 2015. Yeah, the six, yeah, yeah. And you wrote the book last year. I think we were, you were at the August retreat and we had it ready by the end or early in the year. It was Amazon bestseller. And um, so it's, yeah. you've had, you know, so tell me a little bit about how long had you been thinking about the book? Well, I, it was mostly other people who kept asking me about the book. I mean, I've been thinking about writing a book for 20 years. I, I actually have done some writing, but unpublished. So being a writer has been with me for, you know, a couple of decades. Yeah. I never sort of concretely made a commitment to it or didn't really plan out how it was going to happen. Yeah. But then as I got more into Crypto Women Global, women kept asking me, you know, well, yeah. well you know, there's so much information here, why don't you write a book? And I thought, you know, actually, it's not a bad idea because as a first book, rather than my whole life story, which is you know, overwhelming, yes. um, I'll start with something that I'm super interested in. I have, uh, you know, fairly good skill sets in and it might be a good uh, introduction to writing and also get out a lot of important information for women to, to read up on. Yeah, amazing. It was probably a good year before I joined um, the retreat. Yes. That I sort of build up to it. And then, yeah, uh, yeah and then I jumped in. <laughs> and you did. You know, I've always said, you know, and I said to you before we got on the call, you're the quiet one in the background that sometimes <laughs> doesn't even have a video on, like on some of the Zoom calls, but you're always like chipping away. You're doing the work, you're listening, you're following through, you know. You're not a rah-rah person. Yeah, yeah. You know your stuff, yeah. So it's really, really inspiring. And everything you said before about the fears that women have, mm -hmm. like I can see, like you know, even you know, I haven't got into that space, but I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, those would be my fears. And yeah, that's something yeah. you you talk through in the book. 
Uh, I do. I do. I, it's actually uh, my own personal journey with the crypto space. Yeah. So it's not literally a how-to because sure. obviously Everyone. I'm not a licensed financial advisor and yeah. that wouldn't be appropriate. But it is my personal journey. Warts and all, the money I've lost when I was scammed, why I fell in love with it, why I see the future of it being so promising. So yeah, it's really as the title says, my romance with crypto, because that's really what it feels like. I fell in love with it when I first heard about it. Yeah. So we had our ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, but it's building and growing into something deeper. Yeah. So then let's talk about this decentralization that will change the world that you talk about. Can you explain yeah. it to me? Because I'm not even sure what that even means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like when I don't know yeah. stuff, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, our, our current systems are all very centralized. You know, we have the central banking system. Uh, you know, each country has their governmental system, which is very hierarchical, you know, power from the top down. Um, they're all fairly male dominated. I think everyone can agree. All of our systems are very patriarchal. Um, but crypto was uh, founded or created as a direct response to the GFC of 208 when you know the yes. world was in a panic, especially in America. Uh, people by the millions were losing their homes and uh, jobs, security. And this was sort of offered to the world as an, an alternative um, that we don't have to go along with these corrupt, uh, very often corrupt um, systems that are don't serve the general population. They serve a few at the top and are very exploitative and, you know, just not, not uh, society centric, if you will. And so this was an, offered as an alternative to address that and, and uh, have a more egalitarian. Actually, Bitcoin itself has a lot of very feminine qualities in the sense that it's inclusive, not competitive. It doesn't have that hierarchy. It's very egalitarian, as in the network approves everything. Uh, it's not dependent on one person or a few people. There is no top to aspire to. You know, the, the, the code and the network are what offers the fairness and the egalitarianism, if you like. So there are quite feminine qualities, if you think about it, because women like to cooperate, women like to work in groups and things like that. So um, decentralization is going to affect everything because blockchain is a decentralized system, open, open source, uh, uncorruptible, trustless. You don't have to trust anybody. The, the system just does everything transparently um, in a non-authoritarian way. So uh, with smart contracts coming on board and um, uh, a lot of these blockchains, uh, decentralization will be the new norm and it's already here. Um, it's just going to build more and more and take over more and more industries. And so in general, it's going to serve society better because of the incorruptibility, because of the, I guess, neutrality, if you want to call it, but mixed with accountability and transparency, which we all want, but are not getting. Um, and so that will eventually, I think, you know, over time, as we transition over, will offer better um, societies. Wow. 
amazing. Women have to take part in this. <laughs> yes, yeah, totally. Like, you know, so that, you know, we can then all um, be led by people like yourself and those that do step up and, um, mm -hmm. you know, do, you know, understand it and then can share the message. There's only one of you, right? You can't do it alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's why it's so plural with crypto women global. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is that one of the things that you are you a mentor for people who um, want to get into this space? Like what kind of yeah, yeah what kind yeah. of stuff do you do? Let me explain it to me because who knows? Yeah. I might be interested. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, well, last year I was working on an online course. Yeah. Uh, an intro type thing uh and then covid hit and we got sidetracked but last year i got invited to do a lot of interviews and appear on wealth summits and every time i appeared somewhere i would get you know 20 women contacting me about oh i'm really interested in crypto of course you know last year was pretty rough on everybody there was a lot of fear around about the future about their financial security and so yeah, i guess it was very timely and uh, I didn't feel prepared because in my mind I had, I'm working on this online course, I've got to get this out. And so it sort of caught me by surprise. And I just ad hoc started um, saying to people, well, look, I'll just mentor you one-on-one, -on -one. how's that? Yeah. And they said, oh yeah, that'd be great. Okay, fine. And then I sort of talked myself into a corner because it's quite time consuming. Oh, doing this on yeah. one, you know? I'm just thinking, so, yeah, like, 20 women what, what? like even <laughs> just the first lot how would you even ever service them yeah. yeah exactly so it got to the point where i couldn't take on any more people plus my research time kept in, uh, getting growing growing like five years ago i probably researched twice or uh, two hours a day now i'm up to five six hours a day because things are just growing so fast and happening so fast that in this space that you really think exactly. like I can really keep my nose above water, basically, you know, so um, this year, I decided definitely after the book, the book took, you know, a big chunk of my time last year as well. So this year, definitely, as soon as I get back, we're already preparing the website and the online platform and the courses are probably 90% done. So they'll definitely we're launching um, after July yeah that's amazing you definitely in, in this space there is interest and yeah, there's definitely. not enough of you i mean if you want to yeah. stay ahead of the game and keep your research and then deliver that back in as bonuses or in a membership yeah. area where you keep people updated exactly. that's yeah, the kind of yeah. stuff you need to you know kind yeah. of spread yeah. yeah funny enough um this went thursday we're starting an online program creation boot camp with about 12 of our authors who will be creating their course because the yeah i mean i know how hard it is one-on-one -on -one. i did it for the first three years yeah, and yeah. you don't can't make as big an impact you know no, yeah no. And i mean i think you i think you can make a big impact to the person of course but, but not on a, on a grand scale yeah, which right. your vision is you know to change yeah. you know the society and um yeah. impact yeah. Globally, so tell me about then the future of money. You talk about what is. Let us understand the difference between digital currency and crypto. Mm. What is the difference? So this is one of my pet peeves because, of course, there's a lot of talk now about digital currencies. Uh, most governments around the world, Australia included, have been working and pushing for cashless uh, societies and trying to withdraw cash. 
which, um, you know, I mean, they're claiming it's dirty money and it's for health reasons, but that's not really quite true. They've been planning this for quite some time. Um, and it's because cash gives you a certain anonymity. You know, once you've got cash in your hand, nobody really knows where you've spent it, where you've been, whether you've bought chewing gum or, you know, went yeah. to the races, right? So yeah. it gives you a certain privacy and anonymity and that no longer suits the central banking systems. Uh, and so now they've come out uh, with these, uh, they're pushing hard for these digital currencies are called CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies. And every, every government in the world is now pushing for this. I think the yuan is nearly there actually to release theirs, but Australia is planning one, the states are definitely planning one. Um, but what, what, what people don't understand is that it's the complete opposite and there's a lot of misconception. And my pet peeve is when people conflate the two, the digital currencies are the same as crypto. And in, in fact, they're the complete opposite because digital currencies through governments and central banks are, gonna, are going to be deliberately, are deliberately planned as surveillance coins. So every single penny that you spend wherever you are is going to reveal a whole bunch of information about you, how much you've spent, where you were, what time it was, what day it was, possibly even who you were with, you know, like everything. Um, crypto, true crypto is the complete opposite. It gives you the anonymity of cash or maybe not full anonymity because the blockchain is open but pseudo anonymity in the sense that they're just numbers. They're not related to identities per se. Um, but, but you have that privacy back or that, uh, you know, that you can send to anyone, anywhere, buy anything and nobody can trace or, or follow you. I mean, with very, very sophisticated, but they're already addressing things like that as well with, uh, um, privacy coins, which are much, much harder to track. Um, so they're two very, very different concepts. It's important to understand that. I get it now. <laughs> I get mm -hmm. I get a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Of, of what you mean. So can you mm -hmm. buy anything with um, crypto? Like, how, how does more and more? Yeah, like now you can buy houses for Bitcoin. Right. Um, Tesla just a couple of weeks ago came out said that they would now uh, be accepting Bitcoin for Tesla cars. Uh, then they sort of he, Elon sort of reversed a little bit on that. Um, only because he's concerned about the um, the sustainability of the way the, um, the the miners mine the coins. So they're having meetings at the moment, but actually 76% of all miners are already using re renewable energy. So uh, I think it's a much less of a concern that he seems to think, but it's great that he's looking into it because, you know, he's the king of, you know, solar panels and electric vehicles. So if you've got someone like that on your side and maybe even help out to increase that 76% to 96%, that's a good thing. Mm. Um, so, but I don't think it's as much of a problem as, as it's made out to be. Yeah. So more and more people and transactions can be, mm. um, you know, utilized using cryptocurrency. Yeah. That, and more and more shops part. are accepting them. There's more and more here in Europe. There are a lot more, uh, even ATMs that you can, um, take cash out with your Bitcoin card. There's more and more Bitcoin 
credit cards that you can order and then you can so there are actual it. cards that you can use yeah oh yeah there's like half a dozen of them now and more every year so it's um it's a definitely increasing year on year and depending on where you are geography australia is a little bit behind with this yeah but yeah. Um, yeah, cool. we'll yeah, I know I had a couple of ladies at my party the other night, sisters that actually wrote a book um, on, you know, um, cryptocurrency and all that yeah. about three or four years ago. And oh, we, sort of, we sort of caught up and they knew of you and um, all that kind of stuff. And I said, how's it going? Yeah, we're still, you know, like, like you say, learning and, and doing yeah. the different things. So if someone was completely, you know, inept like me <laughs> about this, what would you be give, what's your biggest advice would you give them is it about read my book first or what is it that you normally tell them like where does one person start because there's so much information out there it is it is so much information uh, people often come to me and say especially a few weeks ago when the price was skyrocketing i got uh people calling me every day saying oh my god the price is going up so quick quick just help me buy some bitcoin you know i can still get in it before it goes sky high um and i always say to them okay yeah just relax we'll get some bitcoin <laughs> but that'll be step four or five because there's no point in rushing into buying bitcoin unless you've wrapped your head around how to stay safe how to buy it safely, how to store it safely, how to protect your privacy. So there's no point in buying it if someone's going to hack it from you. You're going to use public Wi-Fi, a big no-no. Um, you know, you've got to wrap your head around how to protect. This is the, the main thing to take away is there is no customer service in crypto. There is no... You're it. You can call. You're it. It's your yeah. money. you got to look after it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to change your mindset that you are an individual, a sovereign individual responsible for yourself. Um, and then once you understand and how to do it, how to do it properly, how to protect your privacy and your security, then you can start expanding and buying a bit of this, a bit of that, and then there's almost no end to where you can take it. But those are the most important things, I think. So what you're saying is there is a psychology behind it and not to rush and all that no. to, yeah. to kind of understand the safety and how you need to look after yourself. Um, yeah. You know, just like, a, is it a little bit, sorry to be ignorant maybe, but um, is it a bit like, you know, which when we think about shares, when people freak out in things going up or things coming down and all that, yeah. is there a bit of that kind of psychology behind this as well? Oh, oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the markets will do what the, they will do. But, yeah. you know, you also have to address your mindset in that it's it, nothing will ever go up continually, right? I mean, yeah. if you look at the chart of Bitcoin over the last 12 years, it's gone up on average, some years much more, but on average, two to 300% per year. Right. So it's been the best performing asset in human history. Right. by far by like far so if you take a long-term view particularly with bitcoin if you take a long-term view there's no question that you'll come out or you know very very well but you can't look at it week to week or day oh. to day because those people who wanted to rush in say in february when it was nearly seventy-five thousand aussie um 
would have been better off to wait to now when there's been a 40% correction and now they can get in at 50, you know? And the market's always going to do that, but that doesn't mean that by next Easter, it's not going to be 150,000, which it probably will be, you know? So there's no point in rushing. That's not a good strategy. You've got to have a long-term strategy and just, you know, hold, hold your emotions in check. <laughs> <laughs> like they say, you know, with um, buying property, you know, it goes, it does do that, those little dips. And but if yeah. you look at it over a ten-year period, exactly. you know, it's like even in business or networking, let's say, uh, yeah. you know, people go to one or two networking events and they might have success, and then nothing happens for a while. All that, but if you actually focus on building your relationships, and I always say it's a slow burn. You've got to be exactly. in. A, I think with anything yeah. that's you achieve success in life, you've got to be in for the long term, not for the, because I think we saw the attitude of maybe people, I don't know if that, this was three or four years ago where Bitcoin, everything on social media was about mm. cryptocurrency and all that. And people were putting their charts and graphs and all that. And it was happening for four to six months. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, I was talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it, those people who were in for the quick thing and then yeah. actually, yeah. Okay. So I get it. And, and actually, those it's a good point you bring up because, you know, within the crypto diehards, um, they, those people are called weak hands in the sense that people who only get into it when the price is going up to make a quick buck mm -hmm. are actually not the kind of people that will benefit the space because yep. they're not going to help grow the space or expand the space yep. or improve the space, right? As soon as the price goes down, they'll sell because they don't believe in it. You know, yep. it's not yep. a heartfelt thing. And yep. so in the space, there is that saying when there's a huge dip is that we'll get rid of some weak hands and that will only make the system stronger, right? Got it. The more committed people you have in there to build this as a future, yeah. um, the quicker that future is going to come about. Yeah, I love it's it. About, yeah. yeah, it's not about making a quick buck. No. Mm, good. I'm glad you clarified <laughs> that because that's what I would suspect. You, mm. you know, that's what I've always said to my husband. Like I said, if you're going to go into shares or property or crypto or whatever it is, mm. you've got to study it. You've got to invest time to read books, to listen to seminars, to go mm. to conferences like you do. You've got, you've got to make it your kind of, that's yeah. what I said to you before we started the call. I've got my zone of genius of helping people write their books and and that's mm. how I'm building my wealth and future and investing in property and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious, you know, when I make more space in my time, because mm. I know I have I would have to learn it. You mm. know, you can't just make uninformed decisions and go, no. oh, this is cheap. Oh, five minutes later, there's no quick like free lunches and things no. like that, no. right? And I've learned the hard way. I mean, I'm very honest in the book about my learning curve. And the uh, first year was rough. Um, you know, I lost money. I got scammed once. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a big learning curve. But um, I, I, my faith in the concept or the philosophy uh, never wavered, though. Yeah. Well, it's six years on, I think we can say that you're a bit of a <laughs> yeah. veteran in this field and, um, you know, you should be listened to because, you know, I'd rather listen to someone who's been doing it for six years than someone mm. for three months and, yeah. then, you know, kind of who's been through the ups and downs. Like I have in the last 11 years, I've been through ups and downs in publishing of what yeah. I, I didn't like and what, you know, to create what I have created that I think would solve yeah. some of the issues people have. So speaking well, exactly. of that, 
How did you find how did you find writing a book through us? I mean, how did you find the process and the experience? Yeah. I said you were quiet in the background, but always <laughs> doing work. You know, yeah. was it um was it was it helpful? Like oh, it was super helpful. And yeah, just like we were talking about, I'm a big believer in having mentors because yeah. um <clears throat> if you learn from people who have made the mistakes, obviously it's gonna save you a lot of heartache oh. and time. Yeah. So I've never ever, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, I can't even count up how much money I've spent on mentors. Um, so I think there's a lot of value there. And, and going through your process, of course, you know, you have such a jumble of thoughts in your mind and it's so hard to know if you've never done it and probably even the next couple of times um is it how to make sense of it all even in your own mind let alone to somebody who's reading it on the other side um so i think your process was super super helpful in in actually sequencing what you want to say for yourself yeah. like just going through the process of thinking it through with help and guidance because you do have so much experience mm -hmm. um but it, it was so super super helpful and then once you get that clarity and plus the all the support you know if you ever run into any problems or anything all your all your lovely staff are so supportive and helpful so it was a massive, I, I honestly can't imagine having gone through it without the help, really. You did amazing and I love, you know, I love your book, Gully. it's so beautiful and all that. Let me show it to you guys one more time. Actually, I'm going to show you where you can get it. Uh, if you want to check out um, all of the story and the information and the ups and downs. So um, if you go to Amazon and obviously look up uh, Women in Crypto, you can get a Kindle and a paperback here. Susan's on the road, so she's not going to be going to the post office and putting them in the mail. So just go grab it from Amazon and all your good online reselling stores. And she has got her own website, um, uh, uh, cryptowomenglobal.com, which is how you can connect with her. So I just thought I'd put that up on the screen. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure to um, be your mentor on your book writing journey and um, and just following um, the things that you're doing and, you know, just having a catch up and just finding out what all of this is about. And, um, you know, I'm hoping soon, you know, I'll make the time and space to just um, yes. start learning about it. And I'm not in a rush because I know it's mm. about delayed gratification, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, if you want anything in life, it is about practicing delayed gratification. Um, mm. So I'm going to let you go to sleep because as I said, <laughs> this is in Hungary and it's like 1.30 a.m. then right now. Um, but she's been jet lagged. So, um, <laughs> you know, stay safe over there. You know, you're mm -hmm. out, of, out of your quarantine in a couple of days. Enjoy your time with your son. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited for you and look forward to seeing you back obviously in Australia when you come back. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you so much, thank Susan, you. for educating us this morning on your expertise and genius. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone go get a book and start <laughs> learning. And remember, you know, it's ecology, mindset, staying safe before you like go into all the hype stuff into it. All yeah. right. Talk to you soon. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.